Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Hello and welcome to Montana's Peer Network Recovery Talks Podcast. Not only is this a roundtable edition, but we are going live. So uh, welcome to all of you who are tuning in and viewing this really special Recovery Talks Roundtable Live podcast. Could we put any more into that title, please? Okay, so uh, this is the first time we're trying this out. Uh, listeners to our regular podcast know that we do these every week, but normally we're not live. So I have two really cool guests today who are on the round table. Go ahead and introduce yourselves to the audience. My name is Ashley McLean. I'm the recovery coach supervisor for Montana Spear Network, and I'm happy to be here today with you guys. And my name is Bill Devol. I am a peer support specialist with Montana Peer Network, working out of MCDC. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for uh, coming on and doing the live portion. So again, if you listen to our uh, podcast regularly, you'll often hear Andy and myself or Andy interviewing people. And um, we've been starting to record the roundtable where we bring in other people in recovery. We pick a topic and we just kind of go around and we share our thoughts and feelings about it. And so uh, again, with social distancing, I don't know if you're like me, but you know, it's been a few weeks now and it's kind of nice to see people's faces. Don't you guys think? Absolutely. Absolutely. I missed the human connection. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of the best we can do at the moment, right? With all the uh, executive orders and guidance around, you know, uh, flattening the curve, right? all these buzzwords that we've learned here in the last few weeks, uh, new words for our lexicon. All right, so what are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to talk about what are we doing as people in recovery, what are we doing uh, during social isolation, during the virus outbreak, what are we doing to, you know, maintain both work and our personal life uh, during the virus, right? And as we're isolating, staying at home, we're not all together having staff meetings and trainings and all those things. So what do you guys think? What what are you doing to to stay healthy, both personally and and with work? So for me, um, I don't know. I I actually was on, you know, one of several webinars that I've been on. um, And that's something that's kind of changed for me is, like, I have – Um, more interest in doing these webinars because I'm home and I'm getting all these things. But one of the things that I heard um, and I really loved and it kind of helps me change my narrative in this is it's not social um, distancing, it's physical distancing because Mm. I have to stay, I have to stay social even in my physical distancing. And, Mm -hmm. um, for me, like that's something in my personal life that's kind of helped me is I, I still reach out, I still talk to people, it's just in a different way. Um, so I have to stay social, I have to stay connected. Um, and that's the same with my work world. Um, we kind of at Montana Spear Network, we've kind of 
um, adopted this way of life to the way that we work anyway. And so um, not much has changed for me there, but um, with my one-on-ones at MCDC, it's changed um, tremendously. And um, like I miss being able to go in there. I miss being able to meet the girls and um, meet them where they're at. And, and that's changed tremendously. And there's, um, we haven't figured out a way how to make that work yet. Yeah, for those of you who don't know Montana's Peer Network, we we are um, we don't all come to the office every single day. We're sort of spread out across the state to begin with, and so we use um, uh, go to meeting, go to training. We're always doing things virtually, um, and we do get together um, right and and have face to face stuff. But we kind of have been doing this for a number of years already. And so I agree with you. I think it makes it a little bit easier. Bill, Bill, what are your thoughts? What have what you been doing personally and, and, and with work? Well, at first with all of this, I was kind of like willy-nilly all over the place type stuff. But about a week, week and a half into it, I really uh, needed to find some sort of different and new routine um, mm. because my normal, my normality was gone. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it took me a little while to, to figure that out. You know, my daily recovery routines, pretty much the same with the absence of being able to see people face to face. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, me reaching out and calling people has gone up a little bit. Um, other people calling me has gone up a little bit, um, and I've really had to pay attention to my emotions because um, I seem to somehow don't, I don't have as much tolerance because my routine is all messed up and, and I get frustrated easier, um, and so I've really, really had to become really present with myself and be aware of my emotions so that if need be, I take a little time to just regroup or reset or whatever mm -hmm. that might be. Um, and that, and that usually means I go outside of the house and I do something in the mm -hmm. yard or something, or, or mm -hmm. me and my boy go for a walk around the block. Um, and so this has been different. Like Ashley was saying, I'm a physical person. I like to give hugs. I mean, I, I just, <laughs> that, that human contact is so important for me. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and some of my routine with seeing people, I get to check in and I get to do that. And a lot of those people, um, I don't get to see. And so I have to remember to, I need to call this person. I need to reach out to this person because normally mm -hmm. they're just part of my daily routine right. and I get to check in with them and talk to them. And so um, it's, yeah. it's been different. Um, some days are better than others. Some days I struggle and it's a tough day and other days it's, I'm okay. Um, so I just have to stay yeah. in tune with myself and, and be aware of where I'm at. Well, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. Yeah. Go ahead, Ashley. Yeah. No, I just was saying that I agree like a hundred percent with what Bill just said. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that you, you hit it, you, the routine piece, right? Our, all of our routines have been disrupted. And the routines, I, I feel like that's part of, um, it, it's part of, it provides a sense of stability and a sense of safety. And now it's all disrupted. And so it's like, oh, I need to find a new routine. And what is that? And that takes a little time. Um, you know, this morning I, um, so I walk to work a, a lot of mornings or I'll even ride my bike in the, in the summertime. But, uh, today I, I walked cause I've been <clears throat> working a little bit in the office and working a little bit at home, but I went for a walk for about 40, 45 minutes, um, around town and really early in the morning, there's really almost nobody on the streets of Livingston. Um, and that's been really helpful to me. The weather has gotten better for uh, the last few days. And so I've been able to get on my bike and do some bike riding. And that's been really helpful because I lost one of my really big kind of go-tos, which would be hiking in Yellowstone. And this would be ideal because it's like, stay home and don't be around people. Great. I'll go in the backcountry of Yellowstone and go hiking all day. And the park is closed. So that's a big one for me and I'm definitely feeling it. And this morning when I was out walking, I ran into, um, uh, the, the guy who owns the bike shop here in town, he was out walking his dogs and, um, we started talking and that was the first thing he mentioned to me because he does the same thing this time of year, he would be bringing his bike. You can ride your bike in the park normally, before the roads open. So once the snow melts off, you could go bike riding. So he, that was the first thing he mentioned to me. And so that helped because it was like, Oh, I'm not the only person who's like thinking, Hey, springtime, normally I'm, I'm in the park, you know? Um, and so that's been really hard. I think the routine thing, Bill, that you, you hit it right there is finding a new routine. What does that look like? Um, Cause things have definitely changed. I think in terms of work, for me, um, you know, maintaining um, routine also at work with, I mean, there's still bills that have to be paid and payroll still has to be run. And then um, I've been really trying to make this effort to check in with staff and board members, you know, how are you doing, right? And getting, getting feedback. Um, and there's also meetings going on, not as many, it's definitely scaled back, but there's still things happening. Like last week, um, we had that panel on tele peer support, right? So that came about in just a couple of days. I mean, it was like three days with some of our strategic partners. We have regular meetings and, uh, just that took a lot of behind the scenes coordination to get everybody, uh, on the panel and then prepped. But then you also have to let the public know, right? You have to like get the word out. So that was kind of a lot of scrambling last week. I spent a couple of days sending out tons of emails to people and thinking about how do I get this out? And it ended up a really great event. Um, I think we had 64 people on that webinar learning about how to do peer support and uh, right now with uh, social distancing and bill for it. So we're still doing consulting. <laughs> we're still, despite what's happening and you guys know this, Ashley, in particular, you know this. I mean, we're still doing our webinars, which we've been doing webinars for years. 
And so it's sort of funny when I talk to people who are like, hey, what, what kind of online meeting stuff do you use? You know, and I yeah. mean, right? Like, I think, well, like, we've been I definitely, using stuff for, I've definitely yeah. noticed, an, like, an uptick in the people that are signing up for these things since this happened. Oh, yeah. And it's like, cool, let's keep this momentum going after um, right. this, you know, we're done physically distancing and, and there's some kind of normalcy. Like, let's keep doing this. Yeah. It's another yeah. way to stay connected um, all the time. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm going to do a little pitch for go to meetings because I'm noticing people are really people are really utilizing Zoom a lot, and Zoom is totally fine. Um, they have had some issues, but I think they've created they've uh, corrected them. But we we've been using go to meetings for probably seven years, eight years, we've been using it a long time. Um, and uh, it's nice and secure and has uh, good video and audio and has lots of features. So I'm doing a little pitch for GoToMeeting. I'm noticing people aren't really using it. Now it is a fee-based one, but I think with the fee, it makes it more secure and has more, uh, more features to it than say Zoom or if you're using FaceTime or something like that. So. So since we're going live, one of the interesting things that we're offering up is uh, Q&A, right? And so I think we've got maybe some, some questions that are starting to come in or people starting to make some comments. Let's, let's take a couple, what do you guys think? You wanna take a couple, couple live questions? Yeah, let's take That'd be good. Okay. So Lori, said that um, she was talking to her therapist and that she's struggling with abiding by the virus rules. Um, how is that working for you guys? Oh, yeah. Thanks, so, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Like struggling with the um, with the rules. Um, I don't feel like you're alone there. Um, I also have struggled with the rules and, um, you know, I I kind of justified it and rationalized it in my own head saying, hey, my friend has been quarantined the same amount of time that I have, so she can come to my house. And, um, you know, and it's like, you know, that, that justification and rationalization that we do in so many areas of our lives still applies to this. Like, it's not that bad. I know exactly what she's been doing. But that's not the truth. Like, I don't know exactly what right. she's been doing at every right. second of her day. Um, but it's just like that that yearning for someone else to be here. You know what I mean? Besides my mm -hmm. family. Because mm -hmm. we're always together and it's getting tough. So I also struggle with the rules. Yeah. Phil, what, what do you think about that? Well, um... I would say that that's, for me, something that is a day-to-day -day thing that I have to remind myself of and be disciplined. Um, I know that I haven't done it perfect, um, but I'm consciously aware of it. Um, and, and so I work hard at staying disciplined and trying to follow the recommendations that our governor has given us, that our president has given us. Um, and then I try and remember that 
this is this isn't just for me these recommendations mm -hmm. that we're supposed to follow this is for my mom and dad who are close to 80 years old this is for the person that has copd that i might run into um it's mm -hmm. it's bigger than just myself and and mm -hmm. thinking about mm -hmm. it's a, it's mm -hmm. about our all of our communities it's about protecting our most vulnerable um and so i don't do it perfect um i'm human i i give in to my social desires um but even even when i do that i i still practice social distancing um yeah. so um it's it's definitely something that I believe every individual is dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so the struggle is definitely real. Yeah, I, I would say, Lori, uh, you know, for me, a couple things come to mind. I think those are really good points, both Bill and, and Ashley. Um, you know, I have always been a person who I have always carried hand sanitizer in my car. And when I, when I go and, and for years, people gave me crap about it. Like seriously, people would give me crap. Like if I go in a store, I come back to my car. I, I, I put hand sanitizer on. I I've always been sort of sensitive to germs and this is sort of intensified that for me. But I've, gotten some satisfaction now because when I say leave the grocery store and I get in my car and I'm like, you know, eh, I look around, I see other people now in their car, like cleaning their hands too. And I think, all right, you know, all right, I'm not losing it. Right. I'm not um, alone. <laughs> yeah. Because, because many times, I mean, through the years I've been doing that for uh, as long as I can remember always had hand sanitizer like I go around I feel like I'm collecting germs at a store you're touching things products handrails whatever shopping carts um and so yeah I think Lori just to echo the same thing I you know it's a struggle at times and I think finding those routines um where you can still get out and then building the new routines like using Facebook to connect with people and knowing that this is temporary, this is not going to be the way we're gonna live our lives forever now. Like we need to do this for a, a short period of time. When you think about time in a big continuum, it feels long, <laughs> we're three weeks in and it's starting to wear on us, all of us. And it's hard, it's disrupting life. The first week I think, oh, it's great, like we're going to all stay home and that feels really good. And then the second week, it's like, oh, okay. And now the third week, it's like, oh, you know, this is getting, this is getting to be a drag. So I think, I think you're, uh, you're not alone in that. Stay connected. We have on Facebook, we have a, uh, a group set up. Members can log in and we got uh, Ashley and Andy monitoring that, answering people, getting conversations going. So Make sure you use it. And one thing I didn't say was we have our other staffer. We have Andy, our social media person. She's sort of behind the scenes managing all this. She's the one. She's feeding us these these questions. Um, so she is Andy, our brain, and we love her. She is. She is. 
is I get I get I get a lot of the credit. People send me emails and say, "Hey, that was really great, whatever you did." I'm like, uh, "It's not really me, <laughs> you know." It's That's actually Andy. Andy. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Andy, you got another? Is there another question for uh, us here? Well, I've got a comment here. Mandy says you were just ahead of the trend on your. Uh, uh, oh, your hand oh, Lord, my hand yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> except, except I, I made a mistake in I didn't stock up, right? So, like, like the one in my car now is getting down there. You know, it's getting like down to the bottom. Not because I've been going to more stores, but just you know, I wasn't keeping ahead of the curve. So, anyway, thanks for that, Mandy. Appreciate it. So Lori, Lori asks um, again, like, what about folks that don't have access? Because I think um, some of her comments before are she's not necessarily able to connect with all of her peers because they don't have access to whatever. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a really good point, Lori. Um, I know some of the some of the stuff that I've. Um, I've heard from some of my peers and um, my friends is um, if you do have a smartphone and like you're limited by data, if you call that company, they'll extend your data. So you can be doing this stuff on, um, you know, on your phone. If you don't have like a laptop or an actual computer to do um, during this time, it's not just for school kids. Um, it's for everybody because we're kind of all having to shift to, this online presence and so that that would be something that I would suggest to look into um, for the people that mm -hmm. do have phones and are mm -hmm. limited by like data restrictions yeah and and I, I would say <clears throat> that um, this is a good time to begin formulating ideas for the changes that need to happen to our behavioral health system. And this is, this is a topic that has been talked about for a few years. Um, I've been in many conversations um, nationally with this, um, this idea that, you know, how do, we, how do we outreach, and this is outbreak aside, how do we outreach to rural and frontier communities? right? Because internet is not always available. Um, and people who live in big cities across the country don't understand this concept. But there are lots of places in Montana where internet is not accessible. And um, then you also have issues around poverty. And so like Ashley's saying, people don't have the, the data, so they're not able to use it, or they don't have a smartphone. So the talk that I have heard for a long time, and, and now would be the time to formulate this as we move into the future and once this is over, is that why can't we make phones available to everyone? I mean, that seems like a big ask, but most of us already have phones, so we're not talking about 300 million phones. We're actually talking right. about a small portion of phones, right? And so people who are participating in recovery programs, treatment programs, they're working with peer supporters, why can't that be part of a grant project to provide phones? And I know there have been nationally some pilot projects around this where they provide phones, they download them with apps. And how do we get internet to everybody so that when this happens, 
or it happens again, like we're hearing officials starting to talk about this could come back in the fall, we could see a whole nother outbreak, we're sort of prepared for this and we can connect with people, right? Um, I think that this would be the time to start thinking about what does that look like and what are the numbers and how could we do that? How could we begin funding those kinds of things? Um, and maybe some of this, you know, money, this federal money that's coming to states, maybe the states could figure some way out to do it um, and safeguard it against abuses. But to me, that seems like the easiest solution. Yeah, that's a really good point. All right. Andy, do we have a do we have another one? Uh, so something that seems to be coming up in the chat is uh, like I'm feeling really lonely. Uh, my anxiety is mm. really high. That kind of stuff. Can you guys talk a little bit about that? Sure. Bill, you wanna you you look like you were gonna say something there. You wanna so in first. So the question is, anxiety and stress has increased. Um, I kind of talked about that a little bit at the beginning. Um, and one of the things that has um, increased my anxiety and stress level is that my daily routine is really important for my mental health um, symptoms. And so, um, when that routine has changed, my anxiety and my stress goes up. Um, and I was kind of talking about how I have to be really mindful of, of my emotions and I have to be willing to start my day over or do more than I usually would do to manage symptoms. Um, and so the walk thing really, really, really helps me. And then the other thing, um, based on my spirituality that helps me a lot, is I've been praying a little more than usual. Um, and, mm. and, and usually when I pray, it's like, you, well, you gotta go for a walk. And it's like, oh yeah, that really helps me. Um, and so um, my physical activity has gone up, think about, um, being stressed or being anxious or my mind overworking and thinking, you know, a million scenarios out because of the information that we hear on a daily basis. Um, and then, and then once again, you know, when my mind gets to that point and it's just like on overload and it's just racing, um, my spirituality, my best tool with my spirituality is prayer because I give it away. Um, it's something that's out of my control. It's something that I have no control over. Um, mm -hmm. And so I give it away. I just give give that stuff away. And it's not like I give it away and, oh my gosh, I'm cured. It's, it's something that mm. I have to do all throughout the day. Um, I have to be vigilant at taking care of myself. Um, and that takes a lot of accountability and a responsibility. But... Um, mm -hmm. I need to do that for myself. I'm responsible for my recovery and my well-being. And so um, even though it's different and it's a little more work, um, it's something that I need to be willing to do during this period of time so that I stay well. Right. How about for you, yeah. Ashley? 
um, I, you know, I, I really can relate to the, the feeling of um, loneliness, um, even though I'm not lonely. Um, like I have people in my, my sphere, but I, I still feel loneliness. Like I can relate to that feeling. Um, one thing I think um, that kind of helps me with that is there's something going on in my community that, um, and, I, and I think I've seen it uh, in several different states and cities and different communities here in Montana, but um, we're getting, like everybody's getting together, like so you're not alone at eight o'clock at night and they're either howling or they're banging pots and pans and you go outside and you hear the whole city doing it and it kind of makes you feel like, oh, okay, I'm not in this alone. Like, yeah, I, mm. I might feel like that in my house, but I go outside and I hear all these people mm. who aren't alone, who are, you know, maybe going through that same thing, but we're not alone in the way that we're feeling and the emotions mm -hmm. that go along with it. Um, you mm. know, for me, with anxiety, uh, I think we've, we've touched on this many, many times already, but that routine. Um, like getting up and getting dressed and showered, even though I don't mm -hmm. have anywhere mm -hmm. to go. Um, mm -hmm. Because it's really easy for me to just be like, oh, there's no use. I don't, I don't have to see anybody. And like, you know, and just staying in that, um, that icky feeling and um, getting mm -hmm. up and taking a shower, washing my face and, and like getting ready for the day um, kind of mm -hmm. helps me mm -hmm. feel some kind of normalcy. And, um, yeah, and so that's, you know, kind of how I deal with it. I've been yeah. journaling a lot about my feelings, um, and that's one thing, you know, because to just say, don't be anxious or, you know, you're, you're not alone right. is, it's kind of right. just like, right. shut the hell up. You know what I mean? Like, right. this is real. Right. I'm going through it, and I need to process right. that stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. It's kind of like the don't go to Yellowstone, and then all I want to think about is going to Yellowstone. Yeah, <laughs> you <know>? yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the the rebel, the the losing uh, losing some of the freedoms of uh, normal life and wanting to do it anyway. Yeah, I I think those are great what you guys are sharing. I mean, I think uh, for me, the routine thing. I I'm still getting up at the same time every day. I'm still getting dressed. I'm still, that's why I move between the off working at home and in the office, why I go back and forth because getting up. So, um, you know, my wife works for the post office and so her life is just normal. Like really, I mean, she's getting up and going to work all day. And so I'm doing the same. I'm getting up and I'll leave the house. I'll come to the office in the morning and then I'll work for a bit and then I'll bring my laptop home and then work from home. And that seems to really help. I mean, it gets me outside, gets me active, but also trying to maintain some of that routine. I think that's, that's a big one. Um, and uh, I think the other thing is um, all those little projects that you have sitting around at home, like this is a good time to do them. <laughs> this is, this is a really good time, you know, that it's cabinet that you've been true. meaning to clean. Yeah. You know, like, we all got a cabinet. Like we've been meaning to clean that drawer out for like two years. Like this is a good time to do that. You know, like you can stay busy for a little while and go do that. And then um, uh, the other big thing I think for me that helps 
keep me because like you said it bill i think well the um sometimes there's good days or bad days or within a day you kind of go up and you go down you know right the uncertainty uh, that's what worries me is the uncertainty how long is this going to go on i believe we're going to get through it i think we're all as a nation doing the right thing um <clears throat> and so i feel like i'm confident in we're going to get through it sooner rather than later and what does that mean for the future <laughs> and so i start stressing on that but i found like um you know listening to podcasts or um i'm a big uh, reader so i read a lot of books so making time for that in my day and then also um just being gentle with myself when i'm starting to feel that way that not being judgmental and just saying it's okay you can feel this way the whole world is feeling anxious and stressed out right now and if you believe in energy imagine the energy we are creating around the world as human beings right now nervous negative sort of energy this stress that's just floating around the world right i mean there's not a lot of positive things that we're hearing um, every day. We're hearing more and more cases, more and more deaths, more and more hotspots. We don't have gear, you know, healthcare workers getting sick. I mean, there's a lot out there. So I think anybody who's feeling stressed or anxiety, you're very justified in feeling that way. And that's where you got to reach into the toolbox and you got to start using the tools, you know what what do you have in there and right now you might have to use all your tools and you might be using them every single day um if you don't have if you don't have tools find some talk to people you know and ask them what are what are they doing because this is the time you got to be using them <clears throat> all right and you got another one yeah so this kind of um, goes along with like what you were just saying, but um, uh, Lori's kind of talking about uh, like she's able to stay busy during the day and the nights get harder for her. So like she's journaling, but interestingly, uh, April happens to be self-care month for us, which we did not plan based on what's happening right now. It just was in the schedule. So can you guys sort of address like what you're doing for self-care or, you know, what's different in your self-care? Sure. Sure. Good question. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'll, I'll start on this one because this is what I was kind of touching on the, you know, like being gentle with yourself and what does that really mean and that not judging the way that you're feeling that this, this is real, this is happening. And so acknowledging that this is actually happening. And it's a little bit hard to sometimes grasp that this is going on across the entire globe. This isn't, this isn't just you in your town in Montana or your county. This isn't just your region, Rocky Mountain region. This isn't just the United States this is the entire world is going through this and everybody is isolating and staying at home. So I think acknowledging that is huge. That helps me tremendously um, to know that, Hey, this is happening in other places. Um, and if you want reminders of that, 
put on YouTube and watch videos that people are posting going all the way back to February from China to Italy, now France, you're seeing people posting these, talking about the challenges. And so I think that's a huge one is to acknowledge that, yes, this is happening. This is real. I'm feeling this way. And I'm, I'm going to be gentle. I'm not going to judge the fact that I'm feeling this way because you're justified in, in feeling it right now. I think um, one thing for self-care that I, even um, before this, but um, definitely through this is you can start dancing like nobody's watching because nobody is now. And so like, just get up and freaking dance, clap your music and dance. Nobody can see you. Like the whole world can't see you and just kind of let loose. It kind of just shakes all that, that icky out. Um, I don't know. It's something that I, I love to do. I, I do have a, um, you know, a husband and a daughter, so they actually can see me, but I don't care if they see me um, and they think I'm crazy, but you know, there's some validity to that too. So it's okay. Yeah. Good. It's a good, also a good pitch for laughter yoga, right, Ashley? Yeah. Laughter yoga. Yeah. can laugh for no reason If you don't know what that is, look it up. Laughter yoga. It's a good time for that. I'm that would be a pitch, great routine. Um, yeah, I'm going to pitch, there's a, a YouTube video, and it's called Happier in Five Minutes, and that is um, something that's great. If you if you go out and you watch it, pay attention to her shirt, because it's hilarious, and you can just laugh at her shirt that she's wearing. Um, but yeah, Happier in Five Minutes on YouTube is great. Yeah, cool. Bill, how about you, self-care? So there's a couple things I wanted to kind of add to what has already been said um, when Jim was talking about being kind to himself. Um, and this just occurred to me is lately I've been asking myself, what the hell's wrong with you? Um, and it's because I'm going through so many different emotions and it's because I'm, things are changing for me and, um, you know, um, these types of events um, is helping me in the moment realizing that I do need to be kind to myself and um, things are changing and, and I do need to be aware of that. Um, but as far as self-care um, goes is, you know, when Ashley was talking about dancing around and just letting loose and just letting all that bad energy leave you, um, one thing that I have been doing um, and, and this might sound silly, but my son, who's two and a half, watches these cartoons and there's this one called Bubble Guppies and at the end they, they dance and they sing and, and so I dance and I sing with him on those ones and then um, there's this other Mickey Mouse club or something, they have this hot dog dance and I'll do the hot dog dance with them and, um, you know, uh, so... Doing, awesome. doing, doing stuff that I, I do do occasionally. Um, I'm, it seems to me that I'm, I'm doing it a little bit more and I'm even kind of looking forward to the hot dog dance, you know, um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a catchy tune and, and, and the dance moves are pretty simple and, 
Um, yeah. And my son thinks I'm a hero because I'm I'm dancing with him. Um, <laughs> um, great. I get double rewarded, but yeah, I, <laughs> I I can't believe that you know Jim's saying be kind to yourself. And the first thing that pops in my head is is I've been asking myself what the hell's wrong with you quite a bit lately um, because my patience is down, my tolerance is mm -hmm. down. Um, sure. my ability to, to reason is, has diminished because I'm, mm -hmm. um, my head's so fast and running around. Um, and, mm -hmm. uh, I just need to take a breath and, and let it, let it go. Um, and so, um, I'm glad I was, I'm able to be a part of this little dilly dally that we got going on. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Andy. So got, this isn't, is, it's not necessarily a specific question, but um, a lot of stuff that, that Mandy is sharing is, uh, you know, recovery happens via many pathways and she sees this as a catalyst to uh, exploring those other pathways. And also, um, and I think we've talked about this a little bit about barriers. Um, were those barriers to this kind of thing real barriers? Or were they just preferences or the way we've always done things so we can't, um, you know, so like for the working at home, right? A lot of places will say, no, you can't work at home, period. You can't work at home. Right. And that's not actually right. true. So I don't know. Do you guys want to talk a little bit right. about um, that, like exploring different ways of doing sure. stuff? Sure. Sure. So yeah, I you know this is this is again this is one of the things this is, we already do this at Montana's Peer Network. Um, you know when I <clears throat> have you know over the years building this organization and and thinking about um, what I want that to look like, not just from what do I want MPN to look like, but what do I want MPN to be like for the employees who work here. Um, and, and one of the things that we do is we allow people to work from home. Um, I don't feel like I need to have control over my employees every second of the day because they took a break for too long and I need to stand at the time clock and discipline them uh, because they, you know, spent a couple extra minutes outside in the sunshine or whatever, you know. Um, and, and that's really part of the philosophy of our organization. And so um, we have not been impacted as greatly because of that. Um, and I hope that other companies embrace this idea because I think yeah. that overall, it allows people to also get their things in their life accomplished. There's things we have to do during the work week like banking or, you know, going to the grocery store, it's so much easier during the week than it is on a Saturday when everybody is there. And so those little things that we do at MPN that we've always done, I think are really, you know, being amplified right now and helping us stay in a good place. But hopefully these other companies allowing people to work from home can see that this is feasible, that you can do this for people and that these are benefits that you can offer your employees um, that are greatly appreciated um, 
Ashley, as an employee, I'm, sh I'm sure you have some thoughts around this, this topic. Yeah, I absolutely do. I think that this is, um, you know, kind of the shift in, um, like, via many pathways doesn't just apply to uh, mental health and behavioral health. Like, um, it applies to, like, whole wellness of, like, all of our society right now. And um, mm -hmm. especially in the work world, I think um, – they're gonna see. They're gonna start to see because I know from my own personal experience that my productivity in the work that I do is way better when it's on my terms, and and mm -hmm. I get mm -hmm. I get things done a lot better when it's on my terms, and um, it makes mm -hmm. me a better employee. It makes me kind of happier in general, and I think companies are gonna start to see that their productivity from the people that are doing stuff at home is gonna be increased, and you know, I think that's that shift in, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I need to take more than an hour today. You know what I mean? I need right. to take a little bit longer because um, I really need to check myself. Like, this is just whole wellness, not just for us. Like, we mm -hmm. are the lucky ones who kind of have, like, insight into that. But, like, the masses mm -hmm. don't. And I think there's going to start to experience, right. um, you know, this shift of um, – you know, I'm, I'm better when I can do things kind of on my terms, you know, and still meet deadlines. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that the first, as an employer, you've got to let go of the control factor and stop needing to have control all at every moment of the day throughout the day. Does it really matter if your employee gets your project done at, 8 a.m., 2 p.m., or 6 p.m., what does it matter so that when you come in the next day, it's done? Like, it doesn't really matter, does it? Maybe the person's more productive in the evening, or maybe they have something, you know, else. So, anyway, I mean, I really think that that's something that hopefully companies will begin to embrace and where they can allow people to work from home. I think you'll end up with healthier happier employees in the long run so yeah. and that makes us happier and healthier to the people that we serve so. yeah in this type of work for sure absolutely right mm -hmm. so i'm looking at the time here and i'm thinking we're probably to the end we've been going for about 45 minutes um thank you so much for tuning in to this recovery talks roundtable facebook live event um, I had a good time. Uh, how about you guys? I did. I had a, I had a great time. And, um, you know, in the future, if there's something that, you know, you are really wanting to hear about from us and, um, you have a suggestion of, of us doing this again, um, please comment or, um, you know, let us know what you want us to talk about and, um, uh, and we'll do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for, uh, yeah. Thanks for letting us be a part of your day. Um, and be kind to yourself. Yeah. There you go. That's that's the message for the day. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. -bye. Recovery works, and recovery is possible. Recovery works, and recovery is possible. Recovery works. Recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. <laughs> recovery works, and recovery is possible. Recovery works, and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.